All right, roll tape. Let's do it. Actually, we don't really roll tape. I just recorded my own home studio. But since we don't really do ads here, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what we do at MacroZinc before we get started with the show today. MacroZinc is a full-service nutrition coaching and personal training company that does all of its coaching online. At MacroZinc, we provide fully customized one-on-one nutrition coaching and online personal training that has changed the lives of over 7,000 people and counting. We currently offer a two-week free trial for our nutrition coaching, and you can get started risk-free today. Just go to macrozinc.net slash services and get yourself signed up. Let's get into the show. All right, here we are. I believe we're in episode 27. That means you guys should know me by now, but if you don't, I'm Brad Dieter, the Chief Operating Officer here at Macros, Inc. This is my take, a podcast that discusses current events in nutrition, the business side of the health and fitness industry, and a little bit of everything in between. Let's dive into the show. All right, we're diving straight in today. Nutrition insight, this is less of a nutrition insight and more of like a body physiology insight, but this is my show, so I get to call it whatever I want it, so it's today's nutrition insight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about set point theory. So set point theory is this idea of like, hey, your body has a set point, and it does everything it can to try to keep it at that weight, and that as you can have that change in your life to where like you'll have a new set point. So a lot of people, like let's say... You know, a lot of people end up kind of staying the same weight in their life for decades. Like maybe, you know, me, I've probably been 175 pounds for the last, like plus or minus five pounds for the last, gosh, I don't know, 10 years. Um, You know, and then people will say, hey, like I gained some weight, whether it was due to having a kid or like a very stressful period of life. And I'm now at this new number and I, I can't seem to lose weight no matter what I do. So my set point has changed. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Talking about really is. Are there things in place in the human body that prevent you or make it much more difficult to lose weight, right? So it's like, hey, my body's going to defend the scale weight that I have. So there's some interesting ideas around this. And I'm going to kind of give you my summary first, and then I'm going to talk through a little bit of, of the rationale for that. So here's kind of my, my uh, summary of what we know about set point theory is we have mechanisms in our body that really try to help prevent us from gaining or losing weight. Um, So it goes both ways. However, kind of the modern environment and the things that we do can very easily override those mechanisms. So let me kind of talk through that a little bit. So we know whether it's from like, there's been drug studies, there's been physical activity studies, there's been dieting studies that have kind of pointed this out. But if you are gaining body fat, let's just say you're, you're over-consuming food, you're in a calorie surplus, your body has mechanisms that will help defend against gaining weight from increasing energy intake. The primary mechanisms are it'll, you'll actually start moving around more. So your NEAT or your non-exercise activity thermogenesis will actually increase. Um, this has been shown in multiple studies. So we know this is very true. You will also have things where you know, your thyroid hormone will go up a little bit to increase basal metabolic rate. Your thermic effect of food will increase because you're consuming more food. So there's, there's a whole lot of things that will actually happen to prevent you from gaining weight. On the other side of the coin, 
there are those same mechanisms will actually be in place to help prevent you from losing weight, right? Your body doesn't really like to change body weight that much, right? Um, so there are mechanisms in place. Now, what's very interesting is these mechanisms are very clearly not effective over the long term, right? We know that it's very clear, right? We, we have a massive change in the body composition of our total population, right? If you think about it, is we have, you know, 67 to 70% of our population is classified as overweight by BMI. And I think tomorrow I might talk a little bit about, about BMI, but um, we have 30 to 40% of the population, depending on the statistic and where you look, um, you know, is classified as having obesity. And so it's very clear that all of the mechanisms in place in our body are not powerful enough to overcome the stimulus. So this idea of set point is, yes, we do have a lot of mechanisms in place that can help us not gain weight um, and can prevent us from losing weight, kind of vice versa, both directions. But what we really need to understand is that these mechanisms were evolved and designed to handle very minor perturbations, right? Like, hey, you overeat for a couple weeks because you have an abundance of food present during harvest. Um, You know, we don't want you to lose lean body mass because you need it for survival during periods of like, hey, there's not enough food around, so you're not going to move as much. And maybe your basal metabolic rate will downregulate a slight bit, right? Um, We've talked, I think, a little bit about how the magnitude of that. But these mechanisms are there, but they're not powerful enough to overcome all of what we're exposed to in modern society, right? We have a massive surplus of calories that are just available to us. Like I can literally go down the road and for what, $4, I can go get 17, a 1700 calorie meal three times a day. So I can eat for 12 bucks a day and I can consume, what is that? 5,100 calories a day. And I can literally sit at my computer all day. Right. And I can be in a massive difference of, of energy balance, right? I can be in a 3,500 calorie a day surplus pretty easily just from what I can do. And, 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 you know, as we've evolved and how our physiology has evolved over hundreds of thousands of millions of years, um, that's not the case, right? These mechanisms are not involved with that. Now, there is this very interesting um, thing that's occurred that uh, is one of the most mind-blowing pieces of research that I've seen. So a lot of what we thought was regulating set point, especially with body fat, had to do with um, like how much adipose tissue you have, right? There was this idea called the adipostat, where basically as your body fat goes up, you secrete more of a hormone called leptin that helps like you not gain any more body fat. Um, but there's a, there was a very interesting study that was done that says, hey, we may also have a mechanism that's, that controls body weight that's independent of fat mass. And basically what they did was they took mice and they basically like attached like weight to them. Like imagine humans wearing a weight vest, um, but imagine like rats wearing a weight vest. Now they did it a little bit differently, but just the effect of extra gravity um, actually changed how their body weight was regulated. So that was pretty interesting. So summary, we do have set points, but 
the mechanisms that help us keep a set point are pretty minor and really overruled by a lot of kind of modern society. So that's it for set point. All right, uh, business insight. So yesterday I, uh, I had a meeting with one of my employees, just really kind of like a check-in meeting, seeing how everything was going. They'd started a new role here about three months ago, and it was just kind of a, a check-in. And one of the things that we got talking about was, like, hey, we've grown a lot over the last couple of years, um, and, like, how's everything going? And one of the discussions that we kind of had, and it was very interesting just to kind of chat through this with, with one of our employees, is whenever you're in kind of a small growing company or a startup is you always feel like you need to be moving forward and you need to be adding more value and you need to be evolving and growing and building new things. Like I think about over the last probably 12 to 18 months, like um, we, about a year ago, we completely redesigned and redid our client portal. So we launched a new software. Um, Then we did a bunch of internal stuff where we, like developed an entire employee training pipeline. Um, we developed an entire hiring pipeline. We brought in a, a marketing department. We um, developed a director of coaching department. We like we've kind of just always been updating, like evolving, doing things, um, and that's it's really great and it's really exciting and it always brings more value to the company. But, but on the other side of that equation is like, I think about like, okay, as a business owner, that's awesome. It's like, you're, you're updating, you're being revolutionary. You're doing all sorts of cool things to add value to your clients. And it's very exciting for employees. But on the other side of the equation is if I think about like as an employee um, or, you know, somebody who's, who's working for a company is there's also like a, level of peace that you want of knowing what your job's going to look like today, tomorrow, a week, a month from now, right? Um, and if it's like always things are always updating and you're always having to relearn and redo things and get new software and do all that stuff, it can be very like overwhelming. Um, and you never feel like you really have a full grasp of your job. So the business insight today is really kind of balancing peace and chaos. Um, how can you push things forward and continue to grow and evolve and get better for yourself, for your clients, for your employees. Um, but also, how can you balance having like some times of peace in periods where like, you know, large chunks of your employees don't have to be worrying about like, hey, is, is my job next week going to be way different than it was today? I'm just really getting into the groove. I'm really liking what I'm doing right now. Everything's good. It's smooth sailing. I'd like to have 6, 8, 12, 16, 24, 36, 52 weeks of like feeling in control. So uh, the business insight is, you know, how do you wrestle with that? And kind of how do you find a good balance between peace and chaos? Um, and that's something we're always working on and always trying to, you know, find good solutions for that. All right, what am I learning today? Um, gosh, so this is one I think I'm always learning, and today is one of those things I'm also learning is uh, solve the problem once and solve it forever, right? I always think about, like, there's two types of problems in your life. There's the the milk problem, um, which I call the milk problem because, 
Like, if you think about it, every time I go to the store and I buy milk, I think it's the most absurd thing in the world. It's like, I literally do this every week. I go and I solve the exact same problem. I have to go to the store and I have to buy milk. And there's really no way around that type of problem, right? It's like, you just have to do it. It's like brushing your teeth every day. You can't brush your teeth once and solve it forever. There's also problems in life that you can solve once and you never have to solve it forever. And this is like, you know, automating things, you know, whether it's a relationship problem, whether it's an actual business problem, a financial problem, whatever it is, are there problems you can solve once and solve it forever? Or is it a milk problem? Um, And so today I'm really thinking about, okay, what are the things in my life that are milk problems? And what are the things that are the solve it once, solve it forever problems? Um, And how can I start to make my list of solve it once and solve it forever problems smaller? Uh, And I really started thinking about this when I was pretty young. Um, there was a book that I used to read. It was called Ender's Game. They made it into a movie, but the book was way better. Um, he had a saying in there. It was like, hey, I want to win the war, so I win all future wars. And that's kind of the idea. Is like, hey, can I solve this problem once and then never have to deal with it again? All right, my daily win. So we are getting very very close to getting the bikes out of the garage. Um, Today's supposed to be sunny and like 42, 44 degrees. So the bikes are probably going to get out, which means I have to like get all the, make sure all the chains are tight and all the brakes are good and probably got to put air in the tires and just do all the like summarization of the bike. Uh, But I'm very excited to get those out. Yes, I'm definitely a fair weather cyclist. Like I'm not riding when it's 32 degrees outside and super cold. I'm not riding when it's super rainy. I don't know. I'm not super hardcore. I really like riding my bike, but I'm definitely a fair weather cyclist. But I'm very, very excited. Um, we're probably a week, two weeks away from like really getting out there and getting after it. So that's going to be awesome. Daily learning lesson. Uh, you can't control everything. You can just control your actions and decisions. Uh, Victor Frankl uh, had a saying, and I can't remember the exact word, but it's it was something like, you know, in life, what you really have control over is this. It was basically, he, he called it like a space. He's like, in between stimulus and response, there's a space. And that space, you get to determine how you respond. And that's really all you have in life. Um, and if you think about it, and you kind of boil life down to, you know, the most simple, acute thing, that's really true is, you can't control what's going to happen around you. You can't control how the world's going to work. You can't control anything. But what you can control is your actions and your decisions. And those actions and decisions will kind of set up your future environment and your future stimuli um, and the future things that happen to you. But you can't control everything. Focus on that space between response and stimulus in your own thoughts, in your own feelings, in your own actions and your own decisions around that. Uh, so that's the daily learning. That is the daily learning lesson today. That's it. That is the March 11th show. I'm Dr. Brad. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You should go sign up for coaching. If you haven't, go to macrozinc.net slash services. Get signed up with a coach. Someone will be here before you know it. And that's it. I'm out. <laughs>